Hi everyone, Sarah Ollie and Riley Beveridge here with a special edition of Footy Feed. It's Port Adelaide season in review. Riles, let's mm. kick things off on a positive note with a high because for 13 games, Port Adelaide looked like they were very much premiership contenders. Yeah, that was certainly the high point of Port Adelaide's season. That remarkable 13 match winning streak. Take you back to round four, Sarah. That, they went into that game against Sydney at one and two. Their pressure was building on Ken Hinckley. I remember Warren Treadray calling for him to be sacked <laughs> as early as three games into the year. They won that game because Ollie Florence kick fell just short, and then they reeled off 13 straight wins. It was a remarkable sort of period for them. They, they, beat, they had that memorable win over Sydney, as we just mentioned. They beat Melbourne in a thriller on Friday night. They had a couple of really close games against Essendon. But this showcased the potential of Port Adelaide. And it's potential that will go into 2024 as well, because they're a team that has the ability to challenge next year. And they showed that throughout this 13-match winning streak, where they got themselves a top four berth. We obviously know how their season ended, but but they put themselves as genuine premiership contenders, and I expect that as, as being something that will carry over into next year. Well, given that incredible run, mm. what was the low? Because I guess sometimes what comes up must come down, and that was very much the case. Yeah, after that 13-match winning streak, the injuries started, started piling up. The bodies were really sore. They had that game against Carlton where they got blown out at Marvel Stadium. They lost four straight matches. They made top four still, but then obviously going out in straight sets is the low point of their campaign. They had that big defeat to Brisbane in the qualifying final where they never looked at the races. They never looked like they were a chance of winning that game. And then pretty comprehensively beaten as well, or pretty comfortably beaten by GWS the next week. So given all of the potential of this Port Adelaide season and everything that went into that 13-match winning streak that suggested they were a real contender. For them to go out in straight sets would have been bitterly disappointing. All right, look into your crystal ball because, as you say, we believe they'll be contenders or yep. thereabouts again next year. And they were pretty aggressive at the trade period, one of the busiest clubs. Yeah, they went chips in. So they're all in on a flag now in 2024, and as they should have done. So they, they targeted two key areas of the field where they felt they were lacking in throughout 2023. That was defensively. They went out and got Asava Radagalia and Brandon Zerk-Thatcher, two of the best key defenders on the market. Of course, they also had interest in free agent Ben Mackay, who opted to go to Essendon. Uh, and then two rucks who were also on the market, Nivan Soldo, who's probably going to go in there and be their number one option next year. And also Jordan Sweet from the Western Bulldogs, who provides a nice little depth option. So their chips in. They want to win a flag in 2024, and their their strategy throughout the trade and draft period certainly suggested that. And Todd Marshall Riles is a player you've identified for needing a big preseason. Yeah. 97 games into his career, 25. You'd think that he should be hitting his straps right about now. Yeah, certainly. I mean, he, he I reckon he's one of the best young key forwards in the competition. And I think he now needs to have this breakout year where he well and truly dominates in that forward 50. So his career high for goals in a season is 45. I want to see him crack 50 next year. I want to see him get above and beyond that, become an All-Australian key forward, which I certainly think he has the potential to do. So Charlie Dixon, we know he's in the twilight stages of his career now. It's time for Todd Marshall to make this forward line his own. He's been such an important player for this side for so long now. But I think he can go, come out and establish himself as one of the best key forwards in the comp next year, which is a free agency year for him. So he's a free okay. agent going into 2024. So it's a big year for him on a number of fronts, a contract year. And I think it's going to be a season where Todd Marshall establishes himself as one of the game's very best. So projecting forward, it's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. What resolution are we after if we're of the Port Adelaide persuasion? It's a flag for Ken. That's what they <laughs> want, I think. After all this time, he's been a decade in the helm now. He's re-signed, so he's got his future secured now. But six finals appearances, three prelims, two semi-finals. 
Wolves haven't been able to take that last step and win a premiership, given the way they attack the trade and draft period, given the potential they showed throughout 2023 with those 13 straight wins. I think they're right in the window, and I think a flag will be on the agenda in 2024. Feeling the Kennedy in 2024. That's been Port Adelaide's season in review. Schmucky, good to have you on board. The Crows, well, it was a disappointing season in the fact that we thought they might actually push in to make finals, but as we know, they were sort of unlucky against the Swans, and that was their season done. Unlucky or, or robbed, Nat, depends on, on how you look at it. Yeah, it was a, a strange season for the Crows, wasn't it? So much to to like about the direction they're heading and, and so much to, to not like about the way that it, it ended for them, really. So, bittersweet for the Crows. Yeah, so 11 wins and the 12 losses. They finished 10th, so just outside the top eight. But there were pre- plenty of positives. So, what was the high for you? Well, there's a couple there. I think as a team doing the showdown double against Port Adelaide, winning in, in round three, again in round 20 by combined 78 points. Yeah, that's a massive rivalry. They would have loved doing that for the first time since 2017. And from an individual point of view, I, I think Taylor Walker's season was massive and, and getting his first All-Australian selection at his age and, and kicking a career-best 76 goals. That was massive for Taylor Walker and, and really big for his team and, and played a really big role in, in them having the season that they did. It was crazy to think that he got to that point of his career and he hadn't been an All-Australian, so it was very much well-deserved. Seems to be getting better with age too, does Taylor Walker. I want a low from you, and I I feel like I might have just touched on it off the top. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, this is as obvious as anything, but the the heartbreak against Sydney with that disallowed goal and the way that it played out as well, Ben Keyes, he, he looked like he'd given them the lead against... Yeah, Sydney, Adelaide Oval, they went on to lose by one point. It was just such shocking circumstances and it was pretty unequivocal. The replays showed there was a gap there. We couldn't use the edge technology because of that collision with the, the post. And I think Crow's CEO, Tim Silvers, he really summed it up best when he, he said it was the biggest match day area that he has seen. And you know, the ramifications point to that you know, with Adelaide missing out on a final spot and, and Sydney getting in there as a result. And, of course, the AFL acted swiftly too, standing that um, goal umpire down for the rest of the season as they acknowledged that there had been a mistake in not calling a review. Let's put that to the side, though. That's 2023 now. That's all in the past. I want you to get your crystal ball out. And what does 2024 hold for the Crows? Well, I think as a team, the way that they've built, it's been one of those rare rebuilds that's been really linear. So under Matthew Nix, they've won three games, seven games, eight games, and 11 games. And and that's the last four seasons for them. They should have played finals last year. We know that. So it's one of those rare rebuilds. And, and I see no reason why that's going to stop now for the Crows. Personnel-wise, I, I think Joshua Shelley makes that big leap and goes into the midfielder and, and becomes a star of the competition. Yep. Young player, I think Daniel Curtin, you know, he's a player who can come in and, and shoulder a big load as a young guy and probably be quite similar to what Max Michelini was for the Crows this year as a, a really young player, but a really mature player above the shoulders. So remembering that there's room there as well with Tom Duday leaving and, and heading to the Brisbane Lions. So I think that's the, that's the future for, for Adelaide, and I think it's, it's really bright. Yeah, it certainly is. They've got so much young talent on that list. Now, pre-season training is in full swing. Who needs a big summer? Yeah, I've... 
I've looked through the list and, and Riley Philthorpe is the, the name that jumps out to me as a, a guy who, you know, is a young player, a pick two from 2020 and the pressure isn't on him right now to, to play a massive role, but I think it's maybe time for just to see a big preseason from him and see that he's going to be the guy. I just want to see that from Riley Philthorpe that when Taylor Walker does eventually move out of the, the forward line, Riley's going to be ready to step up and, and play that role. So, yeah, not to do it all by any stretch in 2024, but just show that he's ready to shoulder a bit more of the load and, and stamp himself as, as the young player who's going to be the guy in that forward line. Now, we're approaching the festive season and the end of the year is coming very, very quickly. So if you're the Crows and you're writing a New Year's resolution, what's it going to be? Yeah, for, for Adelaide, it's don't get mad, get even. So <laughs> finals, finals were taken away from them. They've got a great draw. Yeah, I'm sure that the way that the, the season played out for them had a role in that. And they've got a terrific list with young talent on, on every line, Adelaide. So... Yeah, maybe let the way that it all finished for them drive them through the summer months, but then move on. Move on once the season starts and, and play finals, get even. I like it. Great work, Schmucky. Thanks for jumping on. Cheers, Matt. Good to talk. All right, for more footy news, afl.com.au. And the AFL Live app is the place to go. We'll see you soon with more footy feed.